welcome to the Bias Linesman right here on Lush Radio. Your Saturday morning starts right here. I'm Andrew Wilshire and I'm joined here by... Uh, I'm Joe Stevens, and I hope you have a nice hour listening to some football madness. Yeah, we're going to get right stuck in. We've got a great weekend of football coming up right here on Lush Radio. Uh, we're just going to quickly change up the music and then we'll get straight into the recap of this week's headlines. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you. First headline, would you like to take it, Joe? I would. Um, so last week, uh, all the Premiership footballers were required to wear the kick-out of racism, or kick-out as it's now known, T-shirts while they were training on the pitch. Have a certain high-profile players, such as, um, obviously, Rio Ferdinand's the main one, so Jason Roberts, Kenwin Jones, and a number of other black players refused to wear it because they didn't feel that kick-it-out had done enough. You know, there was the sort of Luis Suarez, Patrice Evra scandal, the John Terry scandal that dragged on for far too long, and, of course, the appalling scenes in Serbia in the under-21s game. So they don't feel they've done enough. Um, and then, however, after the Man U game, uh, Fergie, with his menacing tone, said that Ferdinand would be dealt with. <laughs> so uh, we're all praying for you, Rio. <laughs> yeah, it sounds every bit as terrifying as it probably was for Rio. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, would you like to take the next one? Uh, well, I'd, I'd just like to touch on the fact that with the whole Black Players Union, now, I'm really not sure about this because I, th- I think personally that this could do a lot more harm than good in that, you know, it's... Uh, it's not segregation, but, like, I don't think there should be a divide, if you know what I mean. No, I, I don't think there should be either, but I can definitely see where they're coming from here. I mean, we kind of think racism is gone because it's not as terrible as it used to be, but I'm sure it's still around. But I would like to draw people's attention to the fact that it's a hell of a lot worse in a lot of other countries. Um, you know, you get players in, I think, Napoli or Lazio it was, who were booing their own black players um, even after they scored. Mm. So, you know, you may get the occasional um, idiot, mm. if I'm allowed to say that on air, um, such as Breaking John Terry or Suarez, um, but you don't get the horrible, horrible crowds. Um, and I, and I think that's what's important. But I do agree that it's an issue, and I I do sympathise with Roberts and Ferdinand and Jones and whoever else um, for this kick-out should be done more. Also, an interesting statistic to leave you with, um, I'm pretty sure that the kick-out's budget was about a fortnight on John Terry's wages last year, um, and it employed seven people. Yeah. Ridiculous. Anyway, let's let's move on to topic number two. We've got a lot to get through here today. Obviously, a lot of action took place this week. We'll be getting to that later on. But first up, uh, I'll take this one. Kagawa got injured midweek, and he's going to be out for four weeks with a knee injury. How do you think this will affect Man U? Um, you know, I think they've actually got a lot of strength and depth, but they've got this new uh, diamond formation, which we'll be getting later. Um, 
but he, I think he's a he's a really great player. He's one of those people who, as Fergie says, can unlock defenses like a Silver or a Nasri or something. Mm-hmm. Um, he can always play the killer ball. He's a great link-up player. I mean, I do think they'll suffer. I don't think they'll suffer too much. But they won't be at their best without him. I've been really impressed by him. Yeah, I, I agree completely. I mean, yeah. uh, personally, I thought. I don't know, with so many players coming in, like with Santi Cazorla, Oscar, yeah. Kagawa, I don't know, they all seemed as though, you know, that they could end up... I don't know, I thought that... I don't know, it's... Kind of, kind of the rise of the small, technically gifted central midfielder. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they're good, you can leave it, but I do know what you mean. They're kind of... Market seems to be a bit saturated. I mean, you've got Barcelona, and they've got... I thought half their squad is that type of player, really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, we'll move on to the final topic of this week's headlines. It was reasonably slow news week as it was mainly taken up by obviously all the competitions that were on. But Sunderland signing up James McFadden on a three-month deal. What do you think of this? Well, yeah, um, he was a decent player at his time. You know, played for Everton, for Birmingham. I think he's got sort of forty-eight Scotland caps. So you know, if you can, if you can put it back, he could be useful. I mean. Obviously, there might be some sort of Scottish connection between him and Fletcher. Um, mm. They are lacking firepower up front, Sunderland. So, uh, yeah, I, if, it, if it works out, then I, I think it could be a good acquisition because, obviously, it's a, he was a free agent at the time, being released by Everton. Um, uh, one more headline I saw this morning was that Napoli are being investigated for match-fixing in the 2011-2010-2011 oh, season. Um, I mean, Italian football... It's it, it's just broken, basically. It really like, is. Um, well, I'll, I'll 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 be honest. I mean, AC Milan and Inter Milan just seem to have like started to go completely off the radar now. But yeah. I mean, Juve- Juventus are actually quite a strong team now. Yeah. So, but obviously, they had all the problems with the match fixing, and it just seems like. I don't know. I think that's in, in the past ten years. I think that's about seven or eight teams caught match fix. I mean, how ha- yeah. ha- how does it happen? I don't know how they carry on after they see the. Really dramatic quality of Juventus getting relegated in uh, 2006. Yeah, and didn't they get like a 20 point deduction as well in yeah, Serie B? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Quite depressing news there, to be honest. <laughs> um, but I think we'll leave it there for the headlines and we'll move on to the um, the recap of last weekend's games. Okay, yeah, just going to change up the music. We'll be back right, right here on the Bias Linesman on Lush Radio in just a tick. Stay tuned. So let's get straight into it. Uh, I'll, I'll kick us off with the first result. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur 2, Chelsea 4. Uh, I'll quickly run through the scorers. Cahill put Chelsea 1-0 up on the 17th minute. a great minute. goal. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll admit that. As a, yeah. as a Tottenham fan, it pained me to view it. Well, obviously, being a Tottenham fan, everything pains me to view in the recent years, but more on that later on. Then Galas equalised, if you can call it an equaliser, it just brushed him. Yeah. On the 47th minute, Defoe put us at, well put Tottenham ahead on the 54th minute. Tidy finish. Great goal. Then Mata got a double, 66 minutes and 69 minutes, 3-2 up. 
and then just a defending nightmare from Carl Walker let Sturridge in and he scored on the 91st minute but I mean just Tottenham Tottenham's defence just completely collapsed in that last 10 minutes yeah I mean I think 4-2 on the total balance of play I think 4-2 flattered Chelsea really I thought Spurs played really well Um, I think without matter Chelsea wouldn't be as strong obviously they've got Hazard they've got Arsenal they've got other creative players yeah but I think matter having played in the Premiership for a full season Kind of knows how these things work. Um, well, I definitely think he's one of the best players in the Premiership, um, and he really does it for them. Uh, and, and kind of in the sort of first part of the second half, Tottenham really dominated. They got the, they got those two um, goals that went two and up. And I really thought Tottenham. There was a case with Spurs that you feel like they either run away with it or completely collapse. You, yeah, you, exactly. you never know with them. Yeah. Um, after all these years, they still don't have the kind of mental fortitude that you think they have. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I, th- I thought that we would have like. Well, I need to stop saying we. That Tottenham. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm completely non-biased on here, despite being called the biased linesman. But yeah. um, I don't know. I just thought that Tottenham would have like you know really taken from that great victory at Old Trafford. I mean, mm-hmm. Manu threw the kitchen sink at them, I mean, in the last half an hour, and, you know, I just thought this would be top, typical Tottenham. Manu will probably equalise in the 89th minute, and then they'll probably win it in the 93rd or 97th, depending on how much Fergie time's added on. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I, th- I thought that we'd really take from that game, but, you know, we just collapse again. Yeah. No, and I, I do think Viespos is a good manager. I don't like all these people like, oh, Viespos is awful, get him out. Because yeah, exactly. there's far, far too much short-termism in football. Exactly. I mean, I've I, I've, I've said about stability for years now. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how you build a great team. Look at, well, look, look at Man U, look at... Arsenal. Yeah, Arsenal. But, uh, yeah, mo- moving on then from that... Uh, Manchester United for Stoke City 2. And Wayne Rooney's incredible hat-trick. Yeah, exactly. Uh, despite one of them being for Stoke, but uh, that, that that doesn't matter too much. He, no. he, he got three goals nonetheless. I'll just run through the scorers. Rooney own goal, opened the scoring in the 11th minute. Then he made up for it and equalised in the 27th minute. Van Persie put the Devils 2-1 ahead on the 44th minute. Devils, even red yeah. devils. <laughs> <laughs> Those little devils. Then uh, Welbeck 3-1 on 46. Uh, Kitely made it 3-2 on 58 to set up an interesting finale, but then Rooney it, closing off the game 4-2 in the 65th minute. What do you think of this? Um, you know, I think it's kind of typical Man U of this season and last season that they've got this incredible attacking firepower. I mm. mean, they their strikers are thinking ridiculous. Having Rooney and Van Persie, probably the two best strikers in the league in mm. one team yeah. plus well by Can Hernandez mm. who could probably fit into a, to any team I mean plus you've got that like defensive fragility where they still concede two goals um, which you know makes entertaining football but probably not the greatest watching for Fergie or Man U fans mm, exactly um, so you know I'd say it's just standard Man U at the moment yeah uh, but yeah great game for the neutral yeah exactly I mean a, a great goal fest and yeah, that's, that's all you can say, really. Um, yeah. m- m- moving on, as we've got a lot, lot to get through, we need to start blitzing through some of these results. Uh, Norwich won, Arsenal nil. What's Big Grant Holt, love yeah, him. Yeah, love ni- him. 19th minute. Yeah, um, I'm really pleased for Norwich, really pleased for Chris mm. Hewton. Um, 
and I hope they stay up. I think they might struggle a bit this season without Paul Lambert. I think it was yeah. kind of their inspirational force. But, you know, I think they're slowly climbing up the table. Their first run of the season. Yeah. Um, and Arsenal, where, where are they now? I think they're ninth or something? Uh, yeah, around there. But yeah. I, I, I don't know, really. It's a hard predicament because I think they're, they're, they're ninth or somewhere around there. But yeah. I, they, they don't deserve to be like. I think that they, they haven't looked sloppy. They haven't looked like a team on the decline. No, they haven't. Um... They just need to get. They need to get the goals, you know. Like got Podolski, great, great player, great goal mm. scorer, but he's a winger. Yeah. Out and out. Um, and then who have you got up front? Really, like you play Javini up front. You I mean, play Walcott up front. Like these players aren't finishers. They just need someone up front, like last season Van Persie. Yeah. Kind of carried them through. I mean, more as a as a entire team, they look better. Obviously, the defense is far mm. far better. Um, yeah, but, I mean they've, they've they've got Giroud, but I, I don't know. I just like he's he he seems like a typical Arsenal player at the moment. Who yeah. you, well, Shamak's a great example of yeah. like a typical Arsenal player. But you know they they need to they need to start signing like a striker who's proven himself. Yeah, who's shown how good a player is. Like Santi Cazorla is a proven midfielder. Yeah, he's great doing wonders. Player. Great player. Yeah, I just I don't. Without sounding too anti-French, I don't. I just can't trust anyone from the French league because it's not a great league. Um, obviously, Hazard's done well here. Drogba did incredibly. I've, I, I think Newcastle are, seem to be the team that are signing the right French players. I like. Yeah. They've got Ben Arthur. They've got Kabay. Like these. Yeah. They, these are the sort of players that would fit in well at Arsenal. I know that they're midfielders. Yeah. But you know, it's just. They, Newcastle have out Frenched. Venga, yeah, yeah, they have. But uh, yeah, and using that as a segue into our final feature segue <laughs> uh, in the <laughs> in the weird tie-in derby, uh, Sunderland one, Newcastle one. Kabaya opened up the scoring early on in the third minute, but then we had Cheek Toa sent off in the twenty-fifth minute, which I think was a fair sending off. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a bit of controversy about it, but if was it Fletcher who was tackling? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, if he had his uh, foot plant to the ground, that would have been a leg breaker. Mm. Um, it was dangerous. Uh, it was a typical check, the enforcer. <laughs> um, but no, no, fair red card really. And then uh, obviously Denver Bar showing that he can score at both ends with an own goal in yeah. the eighty-sixth minute. I think that's. That's two strikers that have scored own goals now, so whether they've forgotten what end they're shooting down or what, I don't know. But Mad week, mad yeah. week. But, yeah, well, uh, I think... Yeah, I can't really say too much about this derby. I mean, Newcastle still looking good, I think. Yeah. Sunderland on the up. I mean, it's good that they've got another goal scorer now other than Stephen <laughs> Fletcher, albeit the opposition, but there you go. Maybe they should sign him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, just to blitz through the other Premier League results, it was Fulham 1, Aston Villa 0, Liverpool 1, Reading 0, Swansea 2, Wigan 1, West Brom, which Albion 1, Man City 2. So and Man- Dzeko. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dzeko's, he, he's on the cusp. He's on the cusp, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think he might be falling into becoming a superstar. Because <laughs> he wasn't great for him. But he's a form player, he really is. Yeah. You know, beginning of last season, he was incredible, and then he didn't do much after that. So, you know, I'm not sure he's a, he's kind of a manual Man City player as such. Mm. I don't know. But, yeah, we also had Queen's Park Rangers 1, Everton 1, 
and uh, a result I'm sure you'll be happy with. Yeah. West Ham United four, Southampton one. Mark Noble. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, you know he's he's been here for ever, really. Um, one of the academy lads. Mm. Uh, and Kevin Nolan seems to score in every game. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Maiga with a great individual goal. Mm, yeah. I'm, really, I'm, really impressed. I've got big hopes for that lad. Yeah, I was wondering when he was going to start cropping up. Yeah. Now, um, we'll, now, we'll quickly dip into the championship with our Leicester watch. Yep. Uh, s- Saturday, 3 o'clock kickoff. I think it was. Uh, Birmingham won, Leicester won. Lovencrans opened up the scoring for Birmingham, but then Marshall grabbing an equaliser for the Foxes in the 86th minute. Dramatic stuff. Yeah, and then um, midweek, another game which I'm... Yeah, I was told you you were the pitch side reporter, as it were, for the. I was. Fans. I was there. It was my first Leicester game. I was very impressed. The Foxes. Um, just, uh, just just run us through it. What happened? Yeah, great stadium, great atmosphere. Um, you know, uh, Leicester scored fairly early on with Andy King. Um, I felt like they're dominating really. You know, a few kind of half chances from Carl Smith, and then a great great penalty save from uh, Schmeichel the <laughs> second. Um, yeah. Uh, I was I was very impressed. Yeah, they're, my they're, they're looking good. Yeah, pitch side reporter. Um, so I'll try and get to a few more pitch side games um, while I still have that ten pound deal on <laughs> student budget, guys. But yeah, um, uh, I'll, I'll just quickly change up the music as we move on to the European action, Champions League, and Europa League results and summaries coming right up. Straight back with you. Straight into the Champions League, I'll just run through the maybe I won't call them less important, but the, the non-British games. <laughs> Precisely, yeah. So uh, we had Spartak Moscow to Benfica one, Bate Borisov nil, Valencia three, Galatasaray one, CFR Cluj Napoca one, Norgeland one, Juventus one. Oh, my mouth's getting a right workout here. Uh, and Lille nil by Munich one. That, those were the Tuesday games. They're moving on to Wednesday. Zenit St. Petersburg one and Alex nil. We had Borussia Dortmund two, Real Madrid one, which was shocker. Interesting yeah. result. Yeah we'll, yeah, we'll be talking about that a bit later on. Uh, Dinamo Zagreb nil, Paris Saint Germain two. Ibrahimovic on fire. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's fitting in well there. Yeah. Uh, Porto three, Dinamo Kiev two. Malaga 1, AC Milan 0, there's that Milan slip I was mentioning, and Montpellier 1, Olympiacos 2, but moving on to the, uh, well, as as Lescott said, the British games, Shakhtar Donetsk 2, Chelsea 1, I'll just run through the goal scorers, Tashira opened up (coughs) underscoring for Shakhtar in the third minute, Uh, for now Fernandinho making it 2-0 to Shakhtar in the 52nd minute and then Oscar pulling one back for Chelsea in the 88th minute but that proved to be too little too late yeah. and now uh, the, the table is as follows Shakhtar top on 7 points Chelsea on 4 Juventus on 3 and Norge Island on 1 what do you think? 
Um, I, I asked a surprising table. I thought it would be Chelsea first, Juventus second, um, and Norgeland? Uh, yeah, we should look at proper pronunciation for that. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm impressed um, by Shakhtar. I, do I think Chelsea and Juventus will go through? Still probably. I mean, Italian football, you know, we were talking about that earlier, but I think Juventus are a strong side. Um, I think, yeah, it was a surprising slip-up from Chelsea. I've been really impressed with them this season. Yeah, I mean... Uh, that, a creative flair. Yeah, I mean, Shakhtar have been, like, noted for how well they've played at home. Yeah. And I, 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 I'm really pleased for Shakhtar because, you know, I think, you know, we, football of the current day has really become about money and it's basically the English, the Spanish, the German and the possibly if they can get their act together the Italian league yeah. so it's good to see a team from the Ukraine yeah. doing well yeah yeah, no no it's, it's pleasing to see um, I'm not a huge fan of Chelsea as well so yeah, exactly. that, that's always nice <laughs> uh, yeah moving on to the uh, the next British impacted game Manchester United 3 Braga 2 uh, Braga taking a 2-0 lead with an Allen double in the 2nd and 20th minute uh, but then uh, Hernandez pulled one back on the 25th. Evans equalising in the sec- 62nd. Surely be good. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, Hernandez sticking Manu in the lead in the 75th minute. What do you think? Yeah, I think it shows that Hernandez is a quality player. A lot of people, like, he didn't play much last season. He was injured a lot of the time. Um, and then they had kind of the rise of Welbeck when Hernandez wasn't in. And I found Sunday and Percy. So I was a bit afraid for him that he wouldn't... Um, really get in a team but I think he's proved himself that he's a great goal scorer you know he people say oh he just taps it in but if it's that easy to do it why don't more people do it there's a lot more skill to being kind of a, a fox in yeah. the box yeah there is, there is a skill to being in the right place at the right time yeah definitely and you, you watch his movement and he's he's like one of the best at it he's kind of like a Lineker type player yeah I completely agree uh, uh, at the moment the table is as follows Manchester United on nine points, Cluj on four, Braga on three, and Galatasaray on one. Fairly standard group. Yeah. I'd say Man you have wrapped up after their shambles last year. Yeah, um, and only British winner Lynch in the Champions League. Yeah, exactly. But, um, uh, yeah, more, more on that next up as we move on to... Let's go with Arsenal nil, Schalke 2, uh, Huntelaar Hunter scoring on the 76th minute and Afalai in the 86th. So the table for that is as follows. Schalke on 7 points, Arsenal on 6, Olympiakos on 3 and Montpellier on 8 on 1. Thoughts? Yeah, I reckon Schalke and Arsenal will go through from, um, yeah. from that. Who will go first and second? I, I reckon Arsenal will still wrap it up. Mm. But, you know, if you've got Huntelaar on your team and you give them the right service... He's a great player, yeah, so exactly. if they can keep him injury-free, they can on form. I think Schalke could do very well. Mm. Um, yeah, German teams are doing very well. Borussia Dortmund, obviously, doing yeah. fantastically. Um, so, you know, I think the the Bundesliga is proving its worth in the in yes. Europe. Getting, getting back to the glory days and before when it was just basically Bayern Munich and the others, maybe second round quarters, but yeah, yeah they're, they're improving greatly. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> And the final English team, which I, I found was quite a shocker. Yeah. Qu- quite annoying as it lost me a bit of money. Obviously, I don't condone gambling, but there you go. It's, it's evil. <laughs> Matters more when there's money on it. But, uh, Ajax 3, Manchester City 1. Nasri putting City ahead on the 22nd minute, but then De Jong 
in the 45th minute equalising, Moisander in the 50, 57th, and then Christian Eriksen in the 68th minute wrapping it up for Ajax. Yeah, I mean, can I specify that as not Nigel? He hasn't come back and struck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's his different De Jong. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about it more later if we get the time, but... Uh, Man City with this odd new three-at-the-back formation. when They, they went 2-1 down, mm. um, and Mancini tried to sort of put this three-at-the-back formation and then tried to get them back in the game, and they just ended up conceding. And yeah. I'm not sure the players are completely confident with it. Michael Richards came out with a comment about it, um, to which sort of Mancini got put him down a bit and said, oh, you know, players do what players are told. It's mm. his first game for two and a half months. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a bit harsh, really. But um, yeah, I mean, they just they haven't really proved themselves in Europe at all. See, so Premier League winners last season, so impressive there. But didn't get out. They're a very tough group, even tougher group this time around. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've 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 got the table listed here. Borussia Dortmund are top with seven points. Real Madrid on six, Ajax on three, obviously getting their first three yeah. points against City, and then City at the bottom with just one point. So it's <sighs> they. They really need a miracle to get out of that group. Yeah, I mean, Mancini even said that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and to get, they need they need to at the at least win their next three games and hope other people, other teams, um, are kind to them as well with their results. So, hmm. not very good for Man City at the moment. I mean, it's got to be said that they have been unlucky. I mean, obviously, the game against Real Madrid yeah. snatched from them. And yeah. You know, I just think, I, I, I feel for City, I really do. I know a lot of people don't like them, but I really do like them because they spend money, but they spend money getting the right players in. Yeah. Yaya Torre is a fantastic player. Vincent Company, a beast at centre-back. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't dislike these players, but then there you go. But moving yeah. on to the final British game, which I'm, I, I was really rooting for them. Yeah. Barcelona 2, Celtic 1, uh, just to run through the goal scorers, Samras putting Celtic ahead in the 18th minute, Iniesta equalising on half-time, 45th minute, and then Jordi Alba oh. breaking Glaswegian hearts in the 90th minute, wrapping it up for Barcelona. And just to run through the table, Barcelona on 9 points, Celtic still in second place with 4 points, Spartak Moscow with three and Benfica on one. So, you know, there's there's still plenty of hope there for Celtic. Yeah, yeah, and I, I hope they pull it off. You know, I think Scottish football will seem to be a bit of disarray with the whole, you know, uh, Rangers thing, which yeah. is, like, horrible financially for the SPL because mm. the teams that sort of uh, the TV money goes to is sort of Rangers and Celtic, and they've got, only got one of those teams in. But, you know, Celtic raising the profile of Scottish football. Um, so, you know, good for them. And Sony pulled it off. You know, great work by Celtic. Yeah. Georgia Samaras, who's been doubted by a lot of people, mm. including me. Um, so, no, yeah, good for them. Good for them. Uh, yeah, just to quickly run through the Europa League games, because we've still got a lot to come here yeah. on the bias lines. Yeah. But, uh, I'll just run through the goal scorers, the games, results, and where the British teams are on the table. Uh, Newcastle 1, Club Bruges 0, Overton getting the goal in the 48th minute. And Newcastle top of the table with seven points. Ah, good stuff. I'm uh, a big fan of Newcastle. Liverpool one, Ansi E Macarena nil. <laughs> uh, Downing ending the world, scoring no. oh. in the 53rd minute. Liverpool yeah. now top of the group with six points. And then the other British team, uh, Maribor one, Tottenham one. Uh, Berich putting Maribor ahead in the 42nd minute. And Gilfie Sigurdsson 
getting the equaliser in the 58th minute. Uh, Tottenham currently third with three points. Lazio, Lazio only two points clear with five points. Though. So, yeah. well, there's been a lot of draws in this group, as Tottenham well know. They're still unbeaten, still unbeaten. Glass half full. Winless. <laughs> but, yeah. But, yeah, I think... I, I'd, I'd like to say that I think that Newcastle are big contenders for the Europa League. So, uh, Pardew looks like he's going for it. I mean, I thought Vias Bose was going for it, and Tottenham don't seem to be doing. Uh, he, he's he's playing a fairly good team, but at the same time trying to play other youngsters like Adam Smith. Mm, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But no, no, Newcastle top team. Um, yeah, if they if they play their their first string, which is a great squad. Then I think they can pull it off. Mm. Yeah, I agree. But uh, anyway, uh, just going to change up the music once more, and then we're going to come back with a preview of the weekend's Premier League games. Uh, the first of which will be kicking off in about seventy-five minutes, which will be um, Norwich versus Aston Villa. So yeah, we'll be previewing that up first, right here on the Bias Landsman on Lush Radio.